When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ain't never gonna be the same. Hey, good morning. Cause I'm Happy dreary Monday, everybody. Hey, hey. It's dreary. Don't. It's, it's uh It's Great. warm out. 65 we're going up to today. Oh, that's nice. But we're windy and rainy. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, maybe stormy, and it'll be you know much colder tomorrow. I'm not going to complain about it. Okay. There's going to be bigger things to complain about in about a month. That's exactly right. We'll be dreaming about that dreary Monday. Monday, Monday, uh, Which but is coming up at 1130. <laughs> Miney Monday today, yeah, at, uh, at 1130. Yes. By the so, way. Yeah? You put something into Money Monday today. I did. Now that always catches me off guard, makes me a little bit angry, and then really happy. Oh. That's my normal roller coaster of emotion. Um, so there will be a Donna Valentine tidbit in our Money Monday. Today. Mine is just really a fun fact. I wonder. It's it's great. In fact, we can tease it. Uh, what is the age that you think most people have their financial awakening of? Like, oh, maybe I need to steer the ship. Yes. So uh, see if you can figure that out. That and more coming up. At eleven thirty. Okay. Um, did you guys do anything this weekend that was fun? I anything did. happen? I haven't had the news on. I oh, you've been off the on. news? Yeah, no, it's pretty slow news weekend. I think <laughs> is uh, yeah, we we actually have a uh, a president elect. We think we're sort of at the uh, kind of at the end. You know, it's funny. I had a feeling last week that the process was going to stretch on longer, and there may, there may be some court things down the line. But I didn't even think we would get to the point that we got to on Saturday, on Saturday. But uh, Joe Biden is your uh, new president-elect and Kamala Harris, your new vice president-elect, making history, of course, Mm, course. as the first female uh, vice president-elect, as well as the first black, first uh, Indian American, onward and upward. Yep. So, yeah, that was... was, uh, it was big news. Yeah, I almost drove off the road because I wasn't. I actually heard. I was listening to a, a. I was listening to a program, and they broke in, and I was like, "What?" Yeah, it sort of. And it was in the morning, so people probably were just a Saturday morning. Yes, and then I'm sure the people at SNL were like, "Oh crap!" <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. now, what do we do? Yeah, uh, it, it, it happened at a weird. It happened at a weird time. Um, Yes, it did. And um, this is kind of fun. Julia Louis-Dreyfus sent a message, a tweet out to Kamala Harris Harris and said, um, Madam Vice President is no longer a fictional character. Oh, that's cool. That's very cool. Yeah, because, you know, um, 
think of the last two times that we've had history, right? doesn't matter what side you're on. Sure. doesn't matter who you voted for. Um, history is history. And so we saw that with President Obama mm-hmm. back in 2008. Um, and then seeing that now with Kamala Harris, you know, as the father of daughters, I'm like, this is this is cool. I, I was talked just... with my daughter yesterday on a walk saying, did you hear? Do you know what happened? Yeah, I was just going to say that no matter, again, which side you're, you're sitting on. Yeah. It is a cool thing for little girls to have, you know, somebody represent them. Like they for can sure. see themselves now in that position. Right. Someday. Yeah. So I think that's really cool. Um, I mean, I could not believe the partying going on. I mean, it was like New Year's. All over. Different Everywhere. cities. And I'm like, and Miley Cyrus's song has, uh, Party in the USA, has re-entered the charts. Really? Yes. Uh, two hours after somebody posted on a non-official Twitter account under um, Joe Biden's name, wrote, go celebrate. Listen to Miley Cyrus's party in the USA. <laughs> Not even two hours later, it was reported that the song had broke through the iTunes top 200 chart wow. in the U.S. And um, yeah, so it's getting a, a little resurgence. Wow. Gosh, we have so much to talk about today. Um, I didn't get to watch a lot of SNL um, but Dave Chappelle hosted, and I am curious to see if you guys watched and what you thought of his monologue coming up at 10.15 today. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had thoughts. Okay. Okay, Steve, did you get? Did you watch um, Mandalorian? No, I oh. didn't. Our weekend really got, uh, got squirrely here, and now we've got, listen, oh, you want me to give All you right. full disclosure? Smoking meat. Well, smoking meat. <laughs> no, that's right. The turkey. The smoking the turkey was uh, was one of the things that that took time. But then in the middle of that, let me explain to you. And parents, you know what I'm talking about. This is how the world works now. Is um, my youngest daughter got sick over the weekend Aww. and had a fever. Oh no! Sore throat, tummy ache. Oh baby! And uh, so we were like, this sounds like strep. Took her in. Got a strep test, which, as far as my wife tells me, um, was miserable. Trying to like pry open a five-year-old's mouth mm-hmm. so that they can swab the back of your neck mm. is uh, not great. So that didn't go well. That was a stressful <laughs> encounter. Uh, she was negative. Yay, no strep. You know what that means. Mm-hmm. We're all quarantined, gang. So now she can't go to school. Her siblings are not allowed to go to school. Oh, wow. She, we're driving down to Mankato today to get a COVID test. Because the earliest ones that we can get in other places, because that they have the saliva tests, uh-huh. which are much easier for oh, kids. Yes, and now we have course. a scarred kid who just had a really bad, bad experience. experience getting uh, the back of her throat swab. So now saying, hey, we're just going to go tickle your brain quick doesn't feel great. So Mankato, not too far from us. It's I, an hour from church. Okay, I am a little surprised that they didn't just give her a COVID test right there. Yeah, I think that things may have been so maybe maybe the the, the strep test had gone so poorly that uh, they thought for these little kids if we can put them through less misery, great. So we'll test you to hear hope and we were hoping it was going to come back positive. But now the point is now we're quarantined. Kids can't go back to school until she tests positive. We're driving to Mankato today so that we can get the test today instead of later in the week, but we still likely won't know until Thursday. Meanwhile, my wife's like doubled over in pain last night, and we're like, is this appendicitis? Oh, no. Are these kidney stones? So she goes to urgent care. It's no. neither of those. All of that checks out. 
we think it might be a disc and a nerve, and she needs an MRI and all that crap. No, and, no, Steve. And, and then we're Mom. trying to shoot the, the, the turkey video while she's, like, in all this pain. She's a beast and has a great pain tolerance, but it was uh, turned into a little bit of a... Uh, a little bit of a stressful week. Oh, man. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Oh. Wow. So at some point today, (laughs) just so you are aware, at some point during this radio broadcast, and I think it'll be hour three, uh, Lou will go to go to a uh, pharmacy to get a steroid situation for her situation. Okay. And uh, and she's got to do that before she goes. And then to Mankato, she goes. Uh, But first, there will be my two... uh, How many kids are there? The two other kids will be watching the baby. (laughs) During the 11 o'clock oh, no. hour. So the 10-year-old and the 8-year-old. So if you're like, Steve, are you lit? No, I'm not listening during the 11 o'clock hour. I'll be listening for a painful cry from downstairs. Oh, are you stressed, Steve? Uh-oh. No, I'm good. Tell your wife to take the baby. <laughs> See what I'm doing if there? I could just com- <laughs> if I could compile all, the, all of her little pieces of advice for how to handle these situations <laughs> over time, she would actually she would be on Dateline because Lou would murder her. <laughs> Where's your sister? Out of town. Wow. She's in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Steve, what about? Yeah. So now what? My brother-in-law's working. All right. Sorry I blew up. This is what life I looks deserve like that occasionally. Slurp. Yes, you did. It was going to be louder. Oh, no. What about me? I don't deserve any of it. Dawn's just minding her own business. Too bad. That's for Donna. Fine. Sorry, Dawn. Just (laughs) taking one for the team. Hey, our Facebook question today. What was the best meal you ever made? Oh, wow. That you put on the table and thought, holy Hannah, I hit it out of the park. No. Hmm. I had a high and a low with the turkey situation. We'll get into that today. All right. Awesome. 9.45. All right, go to our Facebook page and you can answer that question. When we come back, you've got some things that made you go, huh? I got a whole batch of them. Uh, let's see which one. You know, something interesting about the Shell Oil Company. Everybody familiar with oh, Shell sure, Oil? Sure. Yeah, the Shell yeah. gas stations. Sure. Uh, that was not their original line of work. They didn't strike it big in big oil immediately. We'll tell you what their company started as, and it has something to do with their name. That and other stupid things that you just don't need to know. When we return, it's Don and Steve on My Talk. Good morning. You are listening to the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment and fun facts, too. Things that make you go I don't know if we have any shell oil. Company. Are there any Shell gas stations in Minnesota? I don't, I don't know. think it's I've like ever a seen one. Florida, Texas thing, kind of oh, like East Coast. The, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, the Dirty South. <laughs> is that, I mean, that in is a East. compliment. Yeah. Yeah, they're in they're in Jersey for sure. Well, get this: Shell Oil Company got the name Shell because when it started in 1833, wow, it was a store that just sold imported seashells. What? Come on. Oh, that's it fun. It didn't get into the oil business for another 50 years, huh. which would have been 1888, 83. Wow. There was oil then? <laughs> I mean, I know. <laughs> I think oil's I always think so, been Steve. down there. But were people like, hey, man, I have oil? 1883? What were yeah. you doing with oil oh, in 1883? Yeah. Have you ever seen There Will Be Blood? I was just going to say that. Oh, oh, the milkshake movie. It's one of my favorite movies. Was it that early? 1800s? Mm, I thought so. I mean, pretty close, if not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah what that's would you a do with oil in 1883? Movie. You would, um, well, there's... A light? 
An oil light. An oil. Yeah, lamps. An oil lamp. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, What else would you use oil for? Oh, I feel like I'm in school and the teacher's like, what else would we? Uh, Maybe for fabric making or something like leather restoration. Mm. Well, when was a car invented? I think like the 190 something is when the Model T came out. Uh, Weren't there other engines? Oh, there were engines. Yeah, how about um, the steam engine? Doesn't that need oil? Or does that just run on steam? <laughs> oh, God. There this is we fun. go. Um, oh. Yeah, so 1885-86 was the first automobile. Oh. Crude oil. <laughs> Crude oil that had bubbled to the surface was used by the ancient people of the Middle East, the Babylonians, modern-day Iraqis, used oil to waterproof their boats and as mortar boats. in building construction. Okay, there the, you go. Oh, and then the Egyptians uh, used oil in the preparation of mummies to help preserve corpses. Hmm. I do like the word Babylonia. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. What have the Babylonians had to say? Isn't that interesting? <laughs> the modern-day Iraqis were the Babylonians. Huh. Babylonia. Things that make you go, huh? This is good. There are only two words in the English language that end in these three letters, G-R-Y. Only Angry? two words. Okay. Okay. And only two words that end in G-R-Y? In the entire English language. Okay, so we got one. Angry. Angry. Hungry. Hungry. Hang- hungry. And hangry. And hangry. There's I don't know if that's now. been added to uh, the, the Webster's or not. Hungry, hungry and angry. Hungry and angry. They the only two go hand greed. in hand. Right? Yeah, so of course true. they do. Boy, isn't it amazing what just when you're feeling hungry and how you're just like a little snippier than you need to be, and then you eat and you're like, sorry about that. Yeah, <laughs> totally true. That show, so true. Like that shows you how simple we are as hummus beings. Indeed. Hummus. Ooh, this is good. It's illegal to own only one guinea pig in the country of Switzerland. Oh, they he- need two? I guess. Turns out they're like chickens. Guinea pigs get lonely. Aw, the baby. nesting animals. If they're alone. So the law in Switzerland requires you to own at least two. So you can't go to the guinea pig store, guinea pig depot, and be like, just one. They should do that you with the, I had a sugar glider, you know, one of those yeah. flying squirrel things, and they die of loneliness, and they should only sell them in two, I think, because we <sighs> sold ours to somebody that had a boy. Oh. Ours was a girl. What was yours named? Mateo. We thought it was a boy. They told us that at the pet Aww. store. Do you so think Mateo they get ended so... up being a girl? <laughs> wow. They get so lonely that they're like, you know what? Forget it. And then I'm just going to, I'm going to end it all. I'm just going to jump off this tree. And then, <laughs> and then they. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And they just keep floating. Like, Dang yeah. it. Dang it. Uh, never, <laughs> this never works. <laughs> oh, God. How do they, where do, where do they go poo? In their little shavings, in their what do you mean? Where do they go poo? They're, they're in I don't know where you cage. keep them. Oh, I thought you just keep it in the house, like no, flying around. No, no. In, where in would your ferret poop, Donna? When you had a ferret, in a litter box. Really? Mm-hmm. Are they smart ferrets? I don't know. I mean, smart enough to go in a litter box. That's that pretty seems smart. pretty smart. I think they are smart. I think they have to be, right? They're mischievous, aren't they? Yes. Yes, very they, much so. They're so cute, and they dance. They're oh. really sweet, and they they go. Dance on their hind legs. Oh, Where God. can you buy a ferret? Uh, you go to PetSmart right now. I bet you there's yeah. no ferret yeah. there. Really? Mm-hmm. How much is a ferret? I don't know. A purebred ferret? No way. Really? So. Purebred. Yeah, I don't want a mutt. Part <laughs> ferret, part squirrel, because of some weird party <laughs> that happened in the rodent world. Oh, my God. Will Smith, his first name is not short for William. It's short for Willard. Oh, interesting. But on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, his character's full first name was William. Not sure why. Hmm. Thought they would have just gone Willard. Willard. I, I, you don't hear that a lot. No, you don't. You really don't. Willard Scott. That's the only one. Boy, wasn't he exciting to watch as a kid growing up watching him do the Smuckers situation? That was great. Is he still around? I think he passed. Oh, my bad. Hang on. Let me check. Willard Scott. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, he passed. Oh. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Wait. 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 Wait a second. He is alive. <gasps> wait. Okay, Steve. I'm having trouble here. I think Willard Scott is alive. Did Willard Scott pass away is the first question that comes up. Um, I'm sorry, he passed away. Jesus. Three years ago. I don't trust anything you're it's saying It's an emotional now. roller coaster right now. Uh, he passed away, yeah, at at age 80. Uh, I don't know if he did. Well, you're a bad Googler. Willard Scott Fredericksburg. <laughs> yeah, I am turning into a bad Googler. You're right about that. Um, Do you have any more fun facts? Yeah, geez, No, I'm, 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 I'm more or less. Get over on this now, train of Wow, Googling. no, that's a different Willard Scott. I think, okay, hang on. Oh, my is God, there's Willard two Willard Scotts? Scott, yes. All right, oh, anyway. Alive. I think he is still alive, guys. He officially retired at age 81, but he hopes to celebrate his centenarian on the show, as he did for so many people. Willard Scott uh, is still alive. Okay. Wow. And we're back on the mountaintop, are we not? 86. All right. Huh. Now this about Samuel L. Jackson. SLJ, Sludge, as his friends call him, only has one Oscar nomination though he's been in well over 100 films. Was it he, for, can I guess what it was for? Sure, yeah. Was it the one it. with, um, What's Love Got to Do With It? No. Who is this, Willard Scott? <laughs> this is Samuel, we've moved this sludge, Samuel L. Jackson. Wait, it has to be for What's Love Got to Do With It. He was nominated for Best Supporting Actor for Pulp Fiction. Really? In 1994, he lost to Martin Landau for Ed Wood. One percent of the movies oh, that was worth it, though. Samuel L. Jackson is in. He gets an Oscar nomination. Wow, that is shocking that he was not nominated for What's Love Got to Do with It. Did you see it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
That was an amazing performance. Thank you. Mm. Uh, when we come back, let's talk about mm. Alex Trebek, who um, passed away over the weekend. We'll get to that and more coming up next on My Talk 107.1. And we're back. You're listening to the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 107.1. Everything entertainment. Donna Valentine, Steve Patterson, producer Don McLean. So sad. Alex Trebek lost his battle with pancreatic cancer. Um, he passed away yesterday at the age of 80. He hosted Jeopardy from 1984 until a week ago. Which is just crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah, me too. You thought he would have, um, you know, maybe gotten more ill at some point and then just stepped back and then couple of months later you know he would pass Mm -hmm. it's just kind of crazy that he was working essentially right up until the end which is really wild it's interesting too because he's always been transparent about his medical issues um that's actually what he called it he said open he wants to be open and transparent uh with his fans so I think we have a montage of of him just from two, 2012, 2017. Um, here's a little bit. I'll take Alex Trebek. Oh. Yes. Who hosted Jeopardy for over 37 seasons. Right you are. Who was born in Canada. You are right. Who won seven daytime Emmys for Outstanding Game Show Host. Yes, indeed. And who passed away at age 80 and will be missed by millions. And that is the correct response. <laughs> That's just a little montage. You know what I'm curious of? Together. He had said months ago that his hope was during his final Jeopardy that he would just have 30 seconds at the end to speak directly to fans Mm. and i wonder and we don't know yet but i wonder if he had that opportunity or not that's a really good question because i don't know if he knew that it was going to be his last show right you know yeah i mean and they tape in advance too right yeah long long in advance so he just shot his last show on october 29th and that final episode won't run uh, for essentially two months later, Christmas Day. Watch Christmas Day Jeopardy. It'll be the last Jeopardy that we see Alex Trebek on. You know, I need to pick up that book again that I was reading of his, his memoir that he released earlier this year, and he wrote it during quarantine. It came out late this summer, but I was right up to the point where he had gotten Jeopardy, and uh, and then it suddenly started turning into something really big. So I need to pick that up this week and finish that book. Yeah, and that just came out this summer, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is unbelievable. Yeah, and wow. it's a very easy read to uh, if you're a fan of Jeopardy and are thinking of maybe grabbing the book. It's little one-offs, and he just says like, "I'm not going to do a super deep dive in each phase of my life, but j- these are just the stories of my life as I remember them." And then he just he does that in a nice chronological way, and it's it's a it's a very easy readable read, and it's funny too. Um, I just read. Um, there's a, a short article in Rolling Stone by a gentleman named Gavin Edwards, and he's kind of a contributor to Rolling Stone. Mm-hmm. And um, but I think he's like a freelance guy. So they asked him to write about his experience on Jeopardy because he was on Jeopardy in. Oh, gosh, I don't know. In the early 2000s, I think maybe 2000. And he gives a little insight into the audition process. Oh. 
So he says on the set of the show, the contestant coordinators give them a written test of 50 medium to difficult questions. If you get 35 of them right, they invite you to stick around and audition. Otherwise, they send you home with a ballpoint pen and and instructions to tell friends that you missed the, uh, the cut by one question. He said, and then after you play a quick sample game, the staff says, if you don't, excuse me. There it is. If you don't hear from us in a year, then you didn't make the cut. Oh, wow. And then you can audition again. So he ends up making the cut. And it's funny because he just got an assignment to hang out with the Red Hot Chili Peppers when he was notified that he would be on the Mm -hmm. show. And he was able to make the taping. He said contestants are kept away from Alex as much as possible because um, because of the quid, uh, quiz show scandals in yes. the 1950s. Yes, right. And Alex, um, he he got to talk to him only when the cameras were rolling. And um, he talked about, you know, how everyone gives like a little a- anecdote mm-hmm. about something in their life, something interesting. And he talked about how he was part of a... He was part of a, the largest tomato fight in the world that took place in Spain. And he said, this is a fun fact, He, when he went back and watched the show, the producers added a laugh track to the interview segment. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, that's interesting. And he said most of the audience is... Senior citizens bust in from a nearby retirement home. Oh, jeez. Isn't that funny? Wow. And then... Yeah, they never really show audience shots. Never. You don't even know that they're there, really. Yeah. Yes. I've never seen an audience shot. He said um, at the end of the show, Alex did make chit-chat with the contestants as the credits rolled. And he said his chosen topic was um, the Lakers. Oh, sure. Interesting. L.A. guy. Yeah, and speaking of L.A., I guess they do one day, they do taping of, I think they do five shows a day, mm-hmm. and one day in particular is just um, for people who live in Los Angeles. Oh. Isn't that interesting? I never knew that. I think it's Tuesdays. And I'm pretty sure that, um, of course, everybody thinks of Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. They go hand in hand. <laughs> And throughout much of the country, they air back to back, and they uh, that shoots on the same. They both shoot on the same lot, the Sony lot in L.A. Hmm. Kind of a small lot, and so Pat Sajak and Vanna White were both talking about it. Vanna White, especially, she was talking about her lifelong friendship with Alex Trebek, saying that it started before either of them um, got their big break, and so she's just going to miss her 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 dear friend. Aww. Oh, that's sweet. Alex, yeah. Yeah, which is interesting. And Pat Sajak had a health scare last year. It was either earlier this year or last year as well, where he had to take time off. Remember Vanna White had to host the show? Yes. For a little while. Yes. And then Pat Sajak's daughter was uh, spinning the letters and turning the letters on the big board. So it was, um, yeah, just really sad because it's a, it's a, the games are a part of the American pop culture evening wind-down fabric, yes, I think, for a lot yes, of folks. so true. Tony Bennett, I know, said, uh, since my share left me, he said, I <laughs> watched every night. He and his wife, Susan, he says they watch every single night, and Alex has just been a part of their family for decades. My um, bestie 
records all of them and then Mm -hmm. she and her husband sit in and just do a marathon yeah and just play um you know it's interesting too steve so sean connery died a week ago alex trebek died of course they've got their saturday night live connection um in multiple uh skits will ferrell played alex trebek and then he would find himself trying to like rein in Sean Connery. <laughs> Sean Connery yeah. I think we have a clip of that. Uh, yeah. yes. Let's play. Let's just move on to the category for double jeopardy. Catch these men. Every answer is a person on the FBI's most wanted list. So let's just forget that category. <laughs> I'm not pretty sure that that would not turn out well. I turned out your mother last night. <laughs> I'm ignoring you. It's a prison term. It means I've got her working as a prostitute in my employ. My mother is infirm. She uses a walker. She is a walker. A street walker. (laughs) Tom Hanks, would you just pick a category? And he has his hand caught in a pickle jar. We can't keep playing if you don't let go of the pickle. That's what your mother said last night. SNL was good. Oh, I know. God. We'll have to discuss that coming up at 10.15. But Alex Trebek loved those skits, but he apparently thought Eugene Levy did a better impersonation of him on SCTV. Interesting. I'm not sure I ever saw that. Nor did I. No. I that wondered. was the uh, like Canadian sketch show. Eugene Levy yeah. was on it. Martin Short was on it. Um, and I cast of others. Oh, what's what's her name? From, uh, from uh, yeah. Julia Creek. Oh, um, oh yes, uh, Catherine O'Hara. Yes, yes. That whole troop kind of sticks together, right? Quite a bit. Um, Alex Trebek also appeared as himself on Seinfeld, How mm-hmm. I Met Your Mother, The Simpsons, Oh, Cheers, The Golden Girls, and Orange Is the New Black. How about that? How about that? And then a year ago, could you say this one facing potentially a terminal diagnosis? I've had one hell of a good life and I've enjoyed it. The thought of passing on, excuse me, the thought of passing on doesn't frighten me. Hey, folks, comes with the territory. You want a little bit of uh, Eugene Levy. As oh, here's, Alex yeah. Trebek. Oh, yeah. yeah, here we go. Hi, Q. Alex Trebek. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. And welcome to Night School High Q. As you know, all our contestants on Night School High Q are trying to further their education by taking night courses at high schools all over the city. And we here at Night School High Q are trying to help them along by giving them a chance to exercise that newfound education and at the same time win some big cash prizes. So if we're all set to begin, I'll wish all our contestants good luck. For 25 points, our first topic Pretty good. is... Yeah, it's good. He, I love the mustache and the, like, the curly right. hair. Super fun. Oh, my God. Catherine, Catherine O'Hara is so young. Catherine so now, O'Hara's in it, too. Yeah. Oh, she is? Oh, yeah. Oh the God. question will soon shift to, as, as the tributes continue to pour in, who can replace such a broadcasting mm-hmm. legend? Mm-hmm. Who, who can take over that? Because, again, Jeopardy! The game is a part of the fabric, but so, too, is just the man, Alex Trebek. And so, who could do it? I Like I said, I had heard years ago George Stephanopoulos floated out there. Um, I had heard uh, Ken Jennings. You like that idea. Also heard uh, Dan Patrick. This was years ago. Dan Patrick is the sports radio host. Yeah. But he hosts Sports Jeopardy from time to time. Sure. And so some folks wondered if he might be a good fit. So Hmm. anyway. I wonder if they'll just take someone who used to host a different show. I don't know. 
I have no idea. It'll be interesting. I'm so sad. What about the weakest link lady? What about her? Yeah, let's <laughs> give her a job. The original weakest, weakest yes. link lady? Yeah. She's Jane, good. Jane Lynch doing good in that job, by the way. Yeah, I watched like five so minutes and I, she made me laugh. It was really good. She's a very good game show host. She is. I mean, the, what's the other one that they do? The uh, Hollywood one. Game Night. Celebrity yes. Game Night, whatever. Yes. Super, super fun. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go. No, 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 Donna, no. no. All right, all right, all right. We're on until noon. It? Oh, okay. It's 941. Right, we've got a couple hours. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, when we come back, if you see something, we want you to say something. Dawn, what did you see? I saw that a lot of people were doing this thing on election night. Ooh. <laughs> and Steve's going to tell us all about smoking his turkey and what he learned about brining. It, <laughs> it'll change the way you approach your turkeys, guys. Really? It'll change your turkey life forever oh way to sell it we'll over be, tease we'll be right back Ooh. hey it's us donna and steve on my talk 1071 everything entertainment welcome back hey if you see something say something oh that is catchy huh time for if you see something say something with donna and steve if you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Who wants to go first? Don, 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 Sean, Yeah, great. You Sounds good. Do. Okay. Yes. Okay. What were people doing on election night? Well, you know what? I think just personally that in nine months, people are going to have, we're going to oh. have to see a lot of babies. Oh. You know? Really? It's going to be election babies? Oh, really? <laughs> but that is not what this study is about. This comes from NPR. And it says that a company called Drizzly, this is an alcohol delivery company. Drizzly. They say Drizzly. They say that its sales in some of the blue states it services jumped more than 75% on election day. Wow. Oh. 75%? Compared with the average for the previous four Tuesdays. Whoa. So that includes California, Massachusetts, New Jersey, Connecticut, Oregon, Washington, Rhode Island, Illinois, New York, Vermont, Maryland, along with Washington, D.C. The swing states, it went up 54.8%. Little less. Yep. And then the red states, 33%. Hmm. And this is on election night. This is, yes, this is on Hmm. election night. People were glued to their TVs, wanted to stay home. Didn't even want to go out. They wanted to have their alcohol delivered to them. Mm. So why do you? So you're thinking people were getting frisky after watching? Um, I think that because of stress, uh, people were and the booze and the booze. You know. (laughs) Um, So between Tuesday and Sunday, I think a lot of people made whoopee. As they so used to say for, on old game shows. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> look for really uh, babies game. born Let's see, when early August. Early, early August. August babies. We're going to have a huge boom and birth. See, I'm yeah. thinking just because of the pandemic that we're going to see a surge. Because, mm. you know. I guess that that would be like <laughs> soonish. Yeah, yeah. April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November. Yeah, if we have a bunch of December babies, that means March hit, everyone got scared, stayed in their house, and body heat is the best heat. Hmm. How old's your baby? My baby is a year. Just turned a year last week. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. Did you have a big old party? No. 
Oh. Nope. Oh. That's okay. He won't remember. I know. We're gonna have uh, we're gonna have my sister over. Um, oh yeah. Okay. Next that weekend. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But she was out of town when yeah. he turned one, and so. But we'll put the cake on the. Uh, you put the cake on the high chair table, and then let them smash it. And it's their first encounter. They've never experienced cake before. And then watching a baby try to figure out, what do I do with this? Where do I put it? And they love it. It's so great. So you've never given your baby cake before? No, not this baby. Hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Do you think I should have already? No, I just think, I guess I've never thought about it in that way. It usually happens on the first, but you know, they're just kind of getting used to food. At this point, you know, like solid foods. Sure. So they're working with little crackers and... Ice cream? Uh, chopped up like chicken <laughs> and little things like that. Uh, the baby, I don't think, has had ice cream yet. My grandpa used to... This is so bad, but my grandpa used to give me butterscotch and ice cream when I was like three weeks yeah. old. Just Whoa. like very, very small. You're not oh. supposed to do that. No, uh-uh. No. Yikes. And I sure do love butterscotch now. Do you really now? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. I still I think... don't even let my kids have hard candy. Really? <laughs> because I choked on it once as a kid oh, and it scarred scared. me. And yeah. I'm like, there are so many other great candies we'll get you, but we don't need to do Jolly Ranchers yet or or, or Werther's, whatever. I think when um, Marley was here, we talked Marley. about replacing... All the um, pumpkin spice with butterscotch and how that would be a good transition. Yes. Hmm. I do like the pumpkin spice too, though. Yeah, butterscotch is close, but no cigar for me, just as a flavor. Oh, butterscotch ice cream's even better. Hmm. You know what I realized also? Hmm. Um, with the with the uh, drinking thing. Remember, I after two years had those non-alcoholic beers. Oh yeah, right. Okay, so I had a pretty bad migraine <laughs> after oh, no. I had the non-alcoholic beers. Oh no! Do you and think it's related? Maybe oh, no. you're allergic to barley or something. Right. Well, see, I and then the other day, um, you know, they, the hairless dog company delivered us some non-alcoholic beer, and I took one home and tried it this weekend, and um, on Saturday and. Sure enough, I got a headache again, so much so that I had to just like put an ice pack on my head and then I just got really drowsy and you went to sleep. I wonder food what it sensitivity is. Sensitivity to you either must. wheat or barley or whatever's in there. Uh, wow. Right? And they say that I looked it up online like, can you yeah. get a headache from non alcoholic beer? Can you get a hangover? <laughs> you can, Well, the deal is, is that there are two types of headaches people can get from alcohol and the ones that you get after, or not alcohol, but just, you know, what whatever is in uh, a beverage and the people that get headaches one to four hours after they start drinking are probably um reacting to the non-alcoholic parts hmm. of oh, the beverage and that's what has happened to me if you get a hangover that is the result of dehydration and the effects of alcohol the next Interesting. day so it was it was like an hour to three hours on both occasions after. Wow, that's what it is then. Interesting. Wow, I found out something about myself. Well, I found out something about food over the weekend. So I made this soup, right? And I brought some to my friend who's Mm gluten-free. And I was like, oh my God, you're going to love this. It's gluten-free. And she texted me and was like, are there noodles in this soup? And I said, they're gluten-free elbows. Right. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. taste just they, they're right. great. Yeah. Um, and I go and there's also barley and peas in there. And she was like, ah, 
Can't have barley. Barley's mm-hmm. one of those things that triggers oh. um, your symptoms. And I had no idea. I thought if it was a natural grain, it didn't contain gluten. Hmm. But that's no, not the case. With that, you also, if you have celiacs, you can't have anything with dex in it. So if it says dextrose, you can't oh. have that either. Oh, yeah, that's I mean, your you bad really, prefix. Yeah. Dex. So so many candies you don't, you can't have. Even if you think, oh, this is safe, it doesn't have a wafer in it or something. Interesting. So you got to really read labels. Wow. Wow. This turned into a food news segment. No, we know. Well, speaking of food news, if you don't brine your turkey when you make a turkey, if you don't take the extra one day of preparation where you let it soak in, in my case, water, apple cider, salt, brown sugar, black peppercorns, bay leaves, ginger, maybe a little something else I forget, it changes your turkey forever. It is so, it was maybe. Maybe the best turkey I've ever eaten last night was the turkey that we smoked. Now, the breast, thank you for asking, got a little bit dry, which means I need to rotate the turkey throughout the three to four hour cook next time. But the flavor of it was so stinking good because of this brine. And I let it sit in it for 18 hours. Next time, I think I'm going to do a full 24 hours. And I got a big brine bag and I pushed it down into one of those drawers in the fridge like somebody suggested online kept it in there it was so good now we were taping this for twin cities live how to smoke a turkey the video didn't record at a few different points and then we found out uh early in that the audio wasn't recording at all either so we had a couple major faux pas uh but it will air this thursday how to smoke a turkey on twin cities live got it brian people who don't smoke it and just bake it in the oven should they also brine everybody should brine everybody everybody Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Okay, bye. Bye, guys. Now we're See coming ya. back. Uh, John's got a dirt alert, and then we'll have some music news coming up next on My Talk 1071.